0: You're now listening to a Rat House production podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R A T T H A U S dot net. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome to Comics After Dark for the real comic book. One of your hosts, MTR, also known as Matt the Rat, and we have a very special guest for you guys today. We have the co creator of TMNT, Kevin Eastman. How are you doing today, good sir?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on.
0: Man, I listen to at least five hours of interviews to prepare for this. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Oh, I apologize. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. It was great. Uh, I gained so much knowledge, some stuff that I did know, some stuff that I didn't know. Uh, you and Peter Laird, uh, created the turtles a long time ago as kind of a joke. Of uh, what would be a really cool Bruce Lee character, and you decided to draw a turtle, and that's uh, where the turtles were born, the idea of it. Um, And that was in Mirage Studios, which, actually, uh, I'd like to thank you, because my production company is called Rat House Productions, and it's because my nickname is Matt the Rat, and (laughs) and I used to do it out of my house so I spiffed it up and wrote R-A-T-T space H-A-U-S Rat House Productions. So that was oh, actually wow. a little homage to, uh, to Mirage because I was like, man, like, how can I sound professional? And, uh, I, I slightly, uh, stole an original idea for you guys. So you guys will infamously, uh, be known for the idea behind Rat House Awesome. Production. Well, you know, it's,
1: it's funny, you know, those, those things happen just exactly how they're supposed to happen. I mean, we called Mirage Studios, um, because it actually was a Mirage. It was just our living room and, yeah. <laughs> so-
0: yeah and it was great you guys uh i believe you uh drilled some desktops like into a sofa essentially and kind of uh went to town and started started drawing which is very interesting and now we're over 30 years uh with tmnt so much to do i'm i'm really excited especially since i'm having uh, a little boy and i already have so much tmnt stuff <laughs> it's one of the few it's one of the few franchises i'm really okay with like anything and everything if you guys had tmnt shoes i'd buy them like it wouldn't <laughs> bothered me a bit I, I love it so
1: much uh well c- congratulations by the way that's awesome and uh, yeah you have a lot of fun our uh, courtney and i have a son uh shane is going to be 11 this year and it's a uh, it's a whole lot of fun he's awesome
0: now uh let's go ahead let's dive uh, back into the comics you know i really did hear a lot about how the turtles were born, but i really didn't hear much about how the enemies of the turtles were born, the uh, the shredders and 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 everything else how did you go about that
1: Well, the the shredder is kind of a funny story, Um, and actually the shredder evolved out of uh, Pete and I doing dishes in that um, uh, Pete's wife, Janine, is a wonderful cook, and she would cook dinner, and then uh, Pete would wash, and I'd usually dry, and one night I was – drying one of those metal cheese graters, you know, those you know, kind of triangular things with a little handle on the end. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just kind of put my hand up inside it to dry it, and so I had all the little shredder things, little graters on on one side, and I'm like, wow, could you imagine a superhero, I mean, a bad guy with this as a weapon, he'd be like a grater, he would like grate people's skin off, and uh, we could call him grater, and Peter said, well, how about shredder? <laughs> um, so shredder was, was born out of that, and then a lot of the other, um, uh, like people up in rock setting, a lot of the other... um, bad guy characters if you will came out of uh, the development of the first role playing game with Palladium Books we did uh, um, you know we had to come up with you know just as many bad guys as good guys and you know alliances and and people that could fight so uh, um, yeah so we sort of anything we could mutate we mutated and uh, that's where the seed of all those things came from and you know as as things went on they evolve and change and stuff yeah
0: it's so great to hear stories like this because it it almost sounds like uh, you know when you're with your good friend and you're just having a few beers and you're like you know what would be a really good (laughs) idea and you eventually drive down that route it's it's so awesome to to uh to hear about that you know um so turtles were created you guys had a really good uh really huge run but eventually um you and peter got really busy uh, had to continue on with uh with cartoon shows and stuff like that so the comic book actually got passed on to other artists and and other people to to work on it for um every other issue so you guys could continue to release stuff how was that relationship uh between uh ac farley and, and everybody else that you guys pulled on
1: Well, that was what was so fun about that. I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, when we were growing up, um, you know, the kind of comics I was reading, um, you'd have different art teams, different writers come in um, and different artists. And some you like, you know, more than others. But there was so it wasn't unfamiliar as an idea that, you know, with other people who do fill-in issues for us. But um, all the guys, um, Mike Dooney, Jim Lawson, Ryan Brown, A.C. Farley, of course, uh, Eric Talbot, all of those guys, we were. We were fans of their artwork uh, to begin with. We were fans of their comic. You know, Mike Dooney had Gizmo and and Jim Lawson. So when, uh, you know, the turtles started evolving and Peter and I started spending more time on a creative, whether it be the cartoon show or the movies, we kind of reached out and said, hey, do you have an interesting turtle story you'd like to tell? Um, and so they would bring us the idea and then we'd kind of rubber stamp it and, and they would they would do their version of what they thought you know um a cool turtle story would be so we we really embraced them uh to be creative to to you know not take the characters too far to the left or the right keep the same heart and soul but just really have fun and tell a tell a fun story um we always said you know write the kind of comic that you'd like to read and, and they did and those guys were were fantastic
0: now speaking of comics that uh were interesting and liked to read uh eventually tmnt actually made it to the image universe uh with editor eric larson on it and a whole new crew and turtles were put through the ringer man like right off the <laughs> bat uh R- Raph's face gets half blown off practically donnie ends up uh, uh kind of like I'm not mutating, but for like conjoining with some cyborg technology. I mm-hmm. mean, that was an interesting run that uh, I think lasted about twelve issues, and that was it. How was the deal uh, when that was presented to Image Comics?
1: Well, it was it was an interesting opportunity because um, uh, you know Eric, uh, a huge fan of uh, Savage Dragon, we did a couple of Savage Dragon Turtle crossovers. Yes, you did. I think it's issue two and issue twenty-two. I think. I'd uh, love to do another one someday. Um, in Mirage, as a publishing, as a publisher, we were getting away from that. I think we did um, Turtles Volume Two, um, but anyway, um, Gary Carlson and Frank Fosco uh, came up with an idea for a series that was intended to run twenty 26- six. It did, um, But I, I really love the series. I love that they did it in black and white. I thought Gary's uh, stories were were wonderful and powerful. Uh, Frank's art was fantastic. Of course, you know, Eric Larson did all the covers. Um, and that's something that's been on IDW's radar that um, I know that they're really interested in republishing it and completing the series. So hopefully, maybe in 2018, we'll have some good news for the fans that we can oddly get it colorized. And that's exactly
0: what I was gonna ask. I'm not gonna lie if it was gonna come back in color or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's it, it's. Um, I love the black and white dearly. That's our, our roots and and you know the the beginnings. But uh, the color just you know can bring so much more to a story. And, and this is one I think that deserves to be colored and, and, and get back out there. So fingers and toes crossed, 2018, hopefully you'll see the image series return and uh, be completed.
0: Is there anybody in particular that you would really like to color all the image stuff?
1: Um, well, you know, I'm partial because I, I met this uh, young guy. Uh, his name is Tony, uh, sorry, Tommy. T-O-M-I, Tomi Varga. And um, he's a cubit School graduate, um, submitted some samples to IDW around the time I was looking for a colorist and um for a project and uh, uh i i use him exclusively on all my covers and uh, we did a colorized version of um Fistful of Blood and um yeah he's 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 fantastic he's he's my guy <laughs> I'm going to stay with Tommy as long as he he can stay with me. So
0: that's awesome. So let's go ahead. Let's us uh, let's jump into the film franchise. You know, I heard from you directly that that somewhere in the world there is a director's cut of the original TMNT movie.
1: Yes, um, and actually, it's something I would dearly I think the fans would really enjoy. Something I'd dearly like to see is uh, Steve Barron, who. You know, I love all the different um, cartoons and the different movies uh, that have been done over the years, with the Turtles, um, you know, Turtles Forever, one of my favorites, um, but the first movie that Steve Barron directed and Jim Henson did the the, the, the the costumes for will always be my favorite, you know, not only because it was the first one, but it just it was really captured the essence of everything that we loved about the black and white series and the cool elements of the animated series, something kind of right in the middle, but Steve did have a uh, A director's cut um with i think an additional 20 maybe even 30 minutes of footage um and you you know i still keep in touch with steve and uh, it's something we sort of dream about as, like man it would be great to um uh, to release that um you know we're coming up i mean what was it uh march the 20th of march was was march 27th was i think the official anniversary of the release of the first movie. And so, yeah, it's something the fans would dig. I would dig, and, and hopefully, you know, we'll see the light of day one day soon.
0: What's actually stopping that from happening?
1: Um, well, it's, it, it, you know, Hollywood's um, uh, an interesting place. I'll say it politely. <laughs> um, sometimes, that, you know, um, getting even kind of simple ideas moved down the line. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in, in some of these big companies. To make something like that happen, it really takes you know someone to champion it within the company and, and push it forward so um you know we haven't given up hope and it's been a bunch of conversations but nothing nothing concrete yet so
0: obviously the first movie really did have uh uh great memories in your mind from from being on set i'm actually curious is uh what are some of the funniest memories or some of the stuff you guys did while you visited on set well
1: um probably the funniest one was um you know i did a um uh, sorry ah
0: hello you're um, on comics after <laughs> <laughs> I take
1: this call now. um well, the funniest one was actually i had a cameo in the first turtle movie um but it, it's it's like one of those kind of cameos where like um you'd say like hey i was a stormtrooper in star wars um no there was a scene that was set up where um you're part of you part the know, Foot Clan. garbage truck <laughs> is brought in to, <laughs> the, you know that shredder finally gets squished on um but there was a scene where um Uh, this garbage truck sort of comes around the corner and between like two turtles exchanging dialogue and fighting and then Leonardo fighting like 11 foot soldiers behind them and then down the street, like a half a block away, this truck pulls out, and this garbage man, Ernie the garbage man, um, comes walking out, carrying two garbage bags, uh, sees what's happening down the street, drops the bags, and then runs back down the street. Well, that was me. And so, I, of course, I told everybody I've got a cameo in the movie. Look for me. Look for me. And when it actually – you saw it on screen, it's this, like this little tiny black blob that goes comes out of the alley and goes right back to <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just like, I was was there. I was there. You know, you're, you know, those people that are in the back of the coffee shop, and you're like, that's my role. I I was one of those (laughs) guys drinking coffee. That was you.
1: Totally. But it was, you know, what was so fun about visiting the set was, um, you know, just seeing, you know, firsthand, like, you know, when they recreated the second time around shop from uh, the original comic books and they brought it to life as one of the sets and uh, the sewer layer and, and those things that was just, you know, it's one thing to draw it, um, you know, whether it be a cartoon or a comic book, but that should be physically standing in a space where you're standing in the sewer yeah. where the turtles live was, was pretty 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 awesome it was it was quite an experience
0: and uh seeing some of the uh behind the scenes footage those sets were kind of intense man they were huge they were very intricate you know having the smoke coming from the from the sewers and everything it was very very interesting uh you know uh i am actually i wouldn't say good friends but i am a familiar acquaintances with tom waltz and i know how crazy that man could be i have to flash him the illuminati sign every single time i see him just to mess <laughs> just to mess with him a little bit a little bit, uh, some people that know Tom will understand that reference. How is the the working relationship between you two? Because at this point, I mean, it's been years. You guys, I believe, are at uh, issue sixty eight now i could be wrong i i, I no. swear i swear i read it yeah 68 yeah,
1: yeah 68 just came out um i'll say this is that um tom waltz is uh, not only the coolest guy uh i ever met he's uh he's such a such a great writer i always i i joke mostly sincerely um you know i want to be tom waltz when i grow up um but i dearly love um tom's whole concept when i when idw invited me down to uh Um, When they obtained the license to do the Turtles comic books, um, I went down and Tom pitched – they wanted me involved, um, and Tom pitched me his idea, and I just fell in love with his um, insight in that he sort of picked – his favorite things out of um everything. Kind of turtles, black and everything. everything. And he sort of created this new foundation to tell stories and, you know, things like the you know, the reincarnation angle that was all Tom, um, you know, one of the turtles being separated when they were first exposed to the ooze. That was also Tom's idea. I mean, he really put together this wonderful idea. Um and and yeah, I, I just I am so impressed um with everything he does and uh, there's so many you know um, great artists that bring those stories to life but um you know, Tom's a, Tom's a genius and, and a good friend.
0: Yeah, and uh, Tom, you know, speaking to Tom, he uh, he's a madman. He plans out so well for this. And uh, according to Tom, he's actually already planned till issue 150. And I remember interviewing him uh, <laughs> over four years ago, and he was already planned to 100. Uh, what happens when you get these phone calls of like, look, this is the direction we're going to drive in? Perfect example would be uh, bringing in technically, I guess, uh, Cyborg Donnie and turning him into Metal metalhead and putting a nice twist from the image run over to the idw oh what do you say when you hear these i would say far-fetched ideas i guess
1: <laughs> well you know it's a, you know that's that's what's so much fun and actually you know we got to give a shout out to bobby kernal who is the series editor who is also you know a very talented writer and he's he's just he brings so much um to the stories we do what we call these uh, it's called a mind melt um about every two to three weeks we all get together and. And we have a roadmap that um, Tom and Bobby have designed, and, and we continue to to shape it because it's still as even you can say this is where we want issue fifty to be, this is where we want issue one hundred to be. G- the path getting there is a bit organic, and you can really um, uh, have the opportunity to, to grab onto a good idea or something you hadn't thought of before, or something you can bring into the story that makes the story stronger. Um, the best part is, is, I feel like you know, much like um, you know, the series tonally is is the closest thing. To to what Peter and I originally did, it's got a lot of edge to it. It's got some some great drama to it, and, and a bit of comedy, of course. Um, but it's uh, um, it's stories that are written. I, I feel like we're lucky to have the fans that we have. But we write these stories for us. We write <laughs> write the stories. Tom especially writes the stories that uh, are the kind of comics that he'd like to read. Um, and even you know, in, in a, you know, another shout out to Nickelodeon. Um, you know, everything that we do on the IDW uh Turtles series Turtles Universe. Um everything goes through Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon really supports and, and uh Joan Van Hilty is the, the main editor there. And she also brings in great ideas. So it's a it's, you know, I'd say Tom's in the driver's seat, Bobby's in the passenger seat, you know, uh I guess me and Nickelodeon are sort of in the back seat, you know, cheerleading. Like no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no Every every idea that's put on the table that's 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 good is 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 wrapped into the series and, and is um, so it's it's a great team.
0: Speaking of Nickelodeon, has there uh, been a time yet with this ongoing comic with IDW? Has there been a time of them telling you no, you can't do this? Like
1: we do not approve of this. No, that well, that's the thing it's like it's not um it's not so much that they would say you know no uh you know because I think that um you know say like extreme violence or. You know, um, stuff that we kind of already stay away from, if you will. It's like we we push the limits, but they're, you know, we don't have to make them uncomfortable. You know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, you don't need somebody's, you know, head, you know, to actually show physically someone's head being cut off and yeah. it's spinning through the air or whatever. So you don't need that to tell or, a good story. So, or Casey
0: being used as bait. Uh, at one point with Shredder, that was an awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome scene. So yeah, yeah, that- even like you know,
1: like like the the, the whole Donatello thing with the, like you mentioned earlier, the switch um, when he was oh, conscious metalhead, yeah. that was such a great idea that that Tom came up with and Nickelodeon and, Brace, and We even we didn't it, we were a bit surprised by the reaction from the fans because broke you know, the we, internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like no one was expecting it not one person yeah
1: but it was it was good and that's you know to me it, it tells us two things one is that um it, it was a wonderfully written story and that we have characters that people seriously uh, love and, and you know the fact that we take them to that that place and worry them it's, it says a lot for our fans and they were really you know em- embraced the series and you know of course we'd never kill one of our kids you know <laughs> but it was a
0: genius idea to just kind of drive us off that route to bring them right back. It was amazing. Uh, out of sheer curiosity, since you guys do have a nice little roadmap, uh, what can we expect on the road to issue 100?
1: Well, there's, there's some, there's some, you know, I, I, you know, it's it's hard and I, and I have to watch myself. We just did, you know, even when I go to conventions and engage with fans and, and that kind of thing, because even, You know, for example, like issue 68 just came out, but we've – you know, Tom has already written up to issue 73, so it's sort of like – we're already, you know, six months down the road, yeah. and so I have to be careful. Like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, you know, and when this happens, and they go, "What? What happens?" Um, and I'm thinking, like, oh, we're yeah, no spoiler alerts, no spoiler alerts. Um, but no, this this some this some really great stuff. We're just heading into a, a series called "The Trial of Krang," uh, where the turtles go and um, and Krang's put on trial for his his crimes. Yes. And um, And this, yeah, without um. I probably should shut up. I'm so tempted to give more away, but we just – one of the things we did announce at WonderCon this past weekend is uh, is this um, group of – a society of these evil characters, these um, uh, – called the Pantheon. And we just revealed uh, a character named Jaguar, which was pulled from the original um, uh, Archie series as a male character. We turned it into a sort of a Wonder Woman female character. And so we just uh, let that out as news this past weekend and uh, a few other surprises. So, yeah, stay stay tuned. <laughs> There's some fun stuff coming. Seriously fun stuff. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into some uh,
0: questions from some of the fans. Uh, Nathan Young says, uh, how do you feel about the changes between the original Turtles, where they were, and what they've done to them on TV now?
1: Well, you know, my I really adore the the new Nickelodeon series, especially. It's like Ciro Neely is one of the main executive producers, and it's again, it's it takes such a, an amazing team of um, writers, Brandon Allman, and, and and producers to bring that series to life. But Ciro sort of has been pointing it since the beginning, and I just I adore it. I think it's uh, I think it's funny, it's sharp, it's dark, um, and Ciro took kind of the approach I think that Tom did in that. Um, the same thing that Tom did is like sort of picking diff- his favorite parts of different turtle universes and creating a new platform to not only reintroduce characters like Renette and Rat King and, and other ones, uh, but also bring in new characters, um, which which uh, which I love. But no, I, I think the series is fantastic. Um, you know, it's almost sad. To, I know this final season is uh, Tales of the Turtles um, season five. Um, but I'm sad to see this one pass. But uh, I'm excited also for the the new series that Nickelodeon is going to be doing, more of a traditional animated series for 2018. But yeah, it's it's to me it's the closest thing to the you know the if you look at the original 80s cartoon, um, <laughs> Spawn, it was light, it was silly, and that's where you know the world was introduced to the turtles. I think this really uh, beautifully takes it to the next level and and, and tells some really great stories.
0: Uh, Travis Fidlar actually wants to know uh, when are we going to see the fifth turtle again, and I believe he's talking about Venus.
1: I don't know. You know, that's it's it's one of those things that um you know as I love you know when the the fifth turtle was originally developed, it was actually it was going to be a, a male turtle. It was developed for a fourth uh, live action movie with Nickelode with um, New Line Cinema that never came to be. And when, when we started developing the uh, live action series with Saban and Fox Kids, um, we changed it to a female turtle. And there's such mixed reviews. I love those stories. I like that female character, but a lot of fans didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, whether we'll see a story with a, with a fifth turtle in it is, is a big question mark. I'm
0: sure Tom will somehow, some way fit <laughs> Venus into the IDW universe.
1: If if it can be done, Tom's the guy to do it for sure.
0: Most definitely. Uh, Turtles and uh, Turtles be life says. Are you proud of what uh, Team and T has become?
1: Very proud. Very. It's it's one of those things that you know something that started out of um, you know Peter Laird and myself both got into this for our love of comic books, our dream of being Jack Kirby, if you will, um, to tell comic stories, and the fact that we we were able to do that um, accomplish that is, is that's to me, it, it just couldn't have gotten any better than being able to pay your rent and draw comic books for a living. And the fact that it's continued on not only to the first generation, you know, of fans that um, found it in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, but here we are, you know, 33, 34 years later and it's finding a whole new audience of, of young kids. Um, and that to me is even more mind blowing. So it's, it's humbling. It's, 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 um, i uh, feel unworthy uh it's exciting but um you know we couldn't have done any of it without such uh, awesome fans have supported it since since the beginning and even you know through the the good movies the bad movies the good tv shows the bad tv shows uh, they've they've been there for us throughout and, and that's um that's respect man okay. i love
0: it Little Gryffindor says, the franchise has been going on for years and has uh, been in different reincarnations. Do you keep planning on going with new reincarnations and extras so in a way the franchise will quote unquote never
1: die? Well, that's, you know, it, it just still comes, you know, even that still comes down to the fans and, and what the fans, um, you know, if they, you know, like when we worked on the on the IDW comic series, um, you know, the fans could have just as easily hated the series um, as opposed to, to, to loving it and following it. Um, so as long as we can, uh, you know, make great stories, great comics, great, you know, cartoon shows and the fans will stick with us, we'll keep doing them. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's really, up, it's more up to them than us. <laughs> but I, I, I'm grateful for the job I have. So.
0: Gracie Candy asks, uh, when will someone other than Leo be the big hero at the end?
1: You know, that's, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, that's a good question too, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough that, you um, to put, you know, one above the other, because the turtles, since the beginning, have always sort of filled those specific roles of, you know, Leo being sort of the leader type. and then But it takes, um, in almost every story, every successful story, I think, um, it takes all four of them to work together to accomplish, you know, their mission or accomplish their task or, or look out for each other. Um, But I think each each turtle, you know, if you look at some of the different cartoon episodes and some of the comic series, each each turtle has their moment in in the spotlight, if you will. Um, But there still has to be a a structure there, you know, whether it be X-Men or Avengers or, uh, uh, you know, Fantastic Four, you know, the turtles sort of fit that same scenario. You know, you got to have a leader and you got to have the, you know, the whole team to make the whole thing work.
0: You know, it's been over 30 years of having your hand in TMNT. I'm actually kind of curious, uh, now that you do uh, touch hands with IDW and go ahead and get into riding it, how do you get into that state of mind to ride
1: the Turtles? Well, you know, it's it's, it's easy in that it's, it's like um, riding a bicycle, for lack of a better um, example. It's just sort of, you know, they've been, you know, as much as, as the Turtles have been part of the fans' uh, life, the fans that read them part of their life. It's been a, you know, a a critical part of my life. and, And, you know, I can't remember a day that I didn't have some interaction or have something to do with turtles in it for 34 years. So, um, I think, you know, um, you know, I wrote one of the episodes coming up this year for the cartoon show and I, and I write some of the stuff for IDW, although Tom does most of the writing. Um, it's, it's easy to sort of, you know, get into that space, you know, well, the the comic series for an older audience, so you can have a bit more edge to it, the cartoons for a younger audience. So you sort of uh, adapt into it. So it's, um, it's, it's almost, thoughtless uh i don't want to say thoughtless that it's not hard but it's like you just sort of easily slip into it and, and it feels like home
0: you know uh obviously you've been heavily involved with tmnt especially nowadays it seems like most of your schedule actually goes to the idw run making sure everything's running smoothly is there any other uh projects that you have your hand in by chance
1: yeah, you know it's um you know I love that uh, we've got the ongoing turtle series and now turtle universe is heading into its uh it's heading close to its second year, um but I've got two other projects uh well, another project I'm working on right now called uh, Los Angeles it's L O S T Los Angeles um uh, I've been working on that for about a year um, hopefully that'll see the light of the day uh, maybe the end of this year um, and then I've got a kid's property called underwear that i'm re-releasing as a as a digital series and i've got a few other things but it's a matter of um finding time amongst all things turtles which take up most of the time which i'm not complaining but yeah hopefully in the the next year or so, you start seeing more other creator-owned properties uh, that I've been working on coming out through IDW.
0: You know, uh, usually when something turtle comes out, there's a slight backlash, and then everybody shuts up. And that's what seems <laughs> to be the the reoccurring role of turtles, and it's it quite possibly will last till the end of time. Uh, why do you think the turtles seem so timeless?
1: Well, you know, I think it's, you know, we're, we're very lucky. I think people find something in them that they like. But I, I, I think, you know, it's it's the adoptive family, you know, and that, you know, they're kind of all misfits that they're all brothers Um, They sort of made up their own family unit with, you know, they have a mutant rat as a a dad. Uh, They love each other. They look out for each other. And I think that, you know, because they're a mutant, if you will, um, you know, they're not one specific race, creed or color or, you know, it, it it alienates nobody. You know, anybody can sort of. You know, um, if you're male, female, or um, y- you can identify, oh, I'm kind of like Donnie because I like technical things. I'm kind of like Michelangelo because I'm i the kind of the funny one of the bunch. So I think they're relatable um, and that we're all sort of looking for, you know, a hero. And, uh, and the turtles, you know, they want to be teenagers first. And at the same time, they want to also stand up and do the right thing when the chips are down and people count on them. So, and I think everybody really wants to be that. So I think they're just relatable on a, on a, on a level, on a multiple, multiple levels.
0: Uh, Last but not least, Kevin, where can we find you on the internet?
1: Uh, if you go to uh, kevin it's uh, uh it's we have a fan section we have a fan site that sort of that's all things kevin eastman all things turtles uh we give you the latest news the latest updates there's uh, behind the scenes stuff that only fans can see um let you know where we're going to be uh for shows um just different kind of events and, and all things turtles kind of converges there so yeah kevin is uh, all things me and turtles
0: all right, you guys, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Comics After Dark. I'm your host, MTR, also known as Matt The Rat. Keep on comic coming, guys. Kickity, kick, 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 go. Later.